Welcome to another edition of the Puro Pinche Primos. Hola, primo and primas. We are back. We are the Puro Pinche Primos. I am your primo, Luis Velasquez. That's your primo, Christopher Costello. We are back. We had a little holiday hiatus. We went through Christmas. We've gone through the new year. And here we are. 2023, depressed already. <laughs> so many blessings during the holidays, yes, but it's probably blessings. been one of the more painful sports holidays that I've like ever gone through. Um, just by the way that things played out, and the last time that we actually like kind of really spoke was when we were live a few days after Christmas for the. Cowboys at the Titans, which is not at all how I ever dreamed up that experience being no. like a game. So um, I don't know if you want to give how how you felt at well, that game. I, th- yeah, those of you who don't know, we we got together. Me and the primo here met up in Nashville Thursday night game. Uh, it was the Tennessee Titans practice squad versus uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, yeah, man, it's just been rough, rough, like, it's, it's one of the, it's like your kids, right? Like, it's, like, I'm proud, like, I'm proud of you guys, you guys tried really hard, but also, like, you hurt my, you just kill me, and you make me sad, and (laughs) I, I'm not even, I'm not even gonna get into, uh, into the long-term pain, but I do want to say that going to that game and watching that in that stadium, that Thursday night game, the fact that they had the, like the fireworks at halftime, that it was, that it was a night game. I felt like I haven't been to a night game since like Friday night, Texas. Um, You also made really good friends with very important people. (laughs) Yes. Um, And, what was crazy to me that felt like a meant to be moment was just like how when we got there, it's raining. And then it seemed like right when they lined up to kick off, like the rain just disappeared. Like there was no clouds in the sky anymore. Um, and I'll also say that probably the, the most satisfying part, just cause it was a tough thing to watch was probably the chicken and waffles. But <laughs> if I have chicken and waffles, often the blow enough, but, uh, but yeah, that, that experience was, was hilarious. Yeah, it was good. Were- the the uh, the pregame was awesome. The uh, the the tailgating, the MVP tailgating that we went to was awesome. <laughs> my da- my wife has lost my daughter. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the ed- MVP uh, pregame that we went to was awesome. Um, we probably uh, drank uh, a lot more vodka. I, I know I have drank a lot more vodka in that uh, pregame than I had in like two years. <laughs> that was a good time. But yeah, like you said, we w- went to the game. We sat next to uh, the family of uh, Tony Pollard, his mom, his aunt. Uh, and yeah, they were cool people, man. was talking with them up through the whole game. They were giving us crap. I was giving them crap. Uh, they actually reached out on uh, on New Year's. 
<laughs> they actually reached out on New Year's. Sorry, that was a. I got the game live on here, and uh, the uh, Seattle Seahawks just hit the right upright on a game-winning field goal that would have sent them to the playoffs. But now it's going to overtime. Anyways, yeah, Mantoy Pop, they're awesome. They they hit me up on uh on uh on New Year's, wishing me uh wishing us a uh, a happy New Year. So that was cool. It was a good experience. It was cool. Like you said, at nighttime, like the pregame too, when they were coming out, all the lights went out. Everybody had their phones off. That's cool, man. Like, I I like that experience. Um, I'm like I'm get when they get a dome. Maybe that's like an everyday experience or every game experience. Uh, but that yeah, that was cool. So let's get into uh, NFL year in review. Do we got to recap? We got to talk about this season. Well, I I just want to start by saying that I am this year's new. Fantasy football MVP. Oh, yes, he is. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I've totally forgot about this. Let's give a round of applause to your primo, Christopher Costello. Has it's won, has won his first ever fantasy football championship. I didn't get to enjoy it the way that I wanted to. Because I was so scared that I was going to jinx it. The, the Mexican <laughs> was like, I want it too much. Yes. I better not want it too much or else I won't get it. <laughs> that is so true. Um, what is that that we have? What is that that we have? Like yesterday you were texting me before the game like, let's get hype. And I was like, I don't want to get hype. I don't want to get hype, man. <laughs> like, I don't. I'm going to fuck it up. If I get hype, I'm going to mess this up. And then like right before the game, I was like, okay. All right, I'm hype. I'm getting hype. And my wife, like, is talking to me during the game. She's like, why are you upset? You knew what was going to happen. You already told me. I was like, I had hope, okay? Just leave me alone. Stop talking to me. <laughs> why are you upset? Exactly. That's like the ultimate line like to a sports fan. Why are you upset? It's like, you know I'm fucking upset. <laughs> but, yeah, man, actually, pretty much what I want to talk about real quick before we get into the NFL uh, review is just kind of the big story that happened last week uh, on Monday night, right? The uh, Demar Hamlin getting hurt um, on a on a routine play, man. Like just like it wasn't a big hit. It wasn't you know something. Uh, those of you who don't know Demar Hamlin Monday night this past Monday night, hard uh, stop on the field. He 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 made a tackle. He got up and immediately went down. Um, he's currently in the hospital. He, he's good now. Like he, he seems to be improving a lot. Uh, how did you take that? Uh, what were you doing when, when that happened? I, yeah, I didn't even watch it till what? I would say like five days later, four days later. I didn't watch it. I, I saw the headline and I was like shocked and also like not surprised. But essentially, what we're talking about happening is a man died on the field. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then was brought back to life. Right. And I feel like I'm not surprised. I'm actually more surprised that it didn't happen sooner. And it just like puts into you know to reminder like what and how 
dangerous football really is. And you know, I will speak to the hypocrite in me because I'm going to watch it. Like, I'm going to watch yeah, it. I'm going to watch many of these playoff games as possible because they're going to all be very good. And I don't want to use just that one excuse, although it is true that, like, these men know what they're doing, right? Like, they know what they're signing up for. And yet, if it's a game where a guy could die on the field, it feels kind of wrong. And I feel like that's just where I'm stuck at. Like, it's like, I get it, and it's just, it's crazy risk. What, what were you thinking when, when you watched it? Um, so, uh, I, was, I wasn't watching the game. I was kind of like you. I, I didn't watch the game until, like, I got I started getting alerts on my phone, like something was going on in this game. Uh, and then I turned it on and, and just saw it. When I turned it on, like, the ambulance was leaving. Like, he was in the ambulance already. And so, uh, then, like, I hadn't seen the play yet. I was like, oh, man, I wonder what kind of, like, he must have got drilled, right? And uh, then, yeah, then I saw the play, and it what it, what, it was, seemed like a routine tackle. And I guess what happened is he got hit in the chest at the, uh, at, between beats and your heart, I guess. And, and so that, like... Like creates a regular heartbeat. Yeah, it creates that, and then it was just crazy. Shout out to uh, the Bill staff, Bill's training for real, for for, uh, for real, yo, being prepared for uh, being able, you know, so that this conversation it isn't different, right? Because if if he died on that field, yeah, then we're this whole we're having a whole different kind of discussion right now. And yeah, which. It feels like, again, wrong because you're like, this is how ignorant we are. We're going to ignore that this can probably happen again pretty soon. Yeah. And, like, I, like Skip, Skip Bayless is taking a lot of heat, right? And he's he's taking uh, – and I get it. Like, and, Skip, like, I, I don't like Skip Bayless at all. Like, he, he says a lot of crap and stuff. And now for him to tweet that out uh, at that time – was crap, yeah it was crap but like we were all it's poorly it, right like <laughs> it's poorly he but, wrote that message poorly yeah he did right he, and, and for and those of you don't know like he wrote like okay well uh, he I don't, I don't know the exact quote or the exact tweet maybe you can pull it up anymore but it was, it was something to the effect of like what you know um are they really going to cancel this game say that again what's up of like erase everything that he was building up about what's wrong with the moment at the end uh-huh. but but that's not how people are reading that message and i think he underestimated how much of a setup that was for him yeah but i do think he was trying to be a villain in some degree but i i mean this is, this is terrible yeah it was terrible it was just terrible but but i would say like i was thinking like while I was watching, I was like, "Man, what are they gonna? Are they gonna? I was thinking, are they gonna start the game back up? How? Like looking at, at the players on the sideline, like I was like, how can these guys? They're not like they can't play a football game, right? So absolutely, the right thing to do was to cancel that game. I was very surprised that they didn't redo the game at some point. No, I think that's why they had to play it, right? Because then you throw off all the money and scheduling for the playoffs because it's too late in the year. Right. But I thought what was interesting that, I, and I have to go back and look at this, but I heard that the reason the game was called was because of the coaches. The refs were ready to keep going. Right. right? And, Business, the yeah. guy died, but 
like, so you know what? No harm, no foul. Yeah. This is well, I mean, that's what the uh, what Joe Buck was saying. Like he, like we're being told that you know they've got like ten minutes and they're gonna go out there, and then you can actually see it. Like the two coaches get together, they start talking, and then they just direct their teams to go into the into the locker room, right? And yeah, so, I mean, we we had a conversation before about how much do coaches get involved in, like in a game. Right. And those coaches, though, like, I don't know how a coach, right? And that's a very extreme situation, obviously. But how as a coach do you expect for your players to come back and, like, play that game at the level that they're supposed to play at as professionals? Like, I don't know how you would think to do that. Also, as the rest, like, you see these guys, they're done, right? Like, they're just, like, emotionally fraught. Right. And like, you expect them to be like, hey, guys, line up again. Like, we're good. TV's back. You know, TV timeout is done. We got all the ads in. Like, start playing. Hit each other. <laughs> right. It's just, like, I don't know, man. Like, the NFL is, it's got a problem, bro. Like, the NFL has got a problem. We we can see it now as they're adding, you know, they added a week 18. This is the second year uh, that's in effect. So many players getting hurt. When you get to the playoffs, like these teams, like what are, I don't even know half of these teams and half these players because most of them are hurt, right? And so uh, I don't think I blame the NFL as much as, as how they handled it on that day because it's a rare thing, right? And it's a rare, like, maybe they're just all trying to figure it out in time. Like they were not prepared. And I'm sure they have, uh, like, policies and stuff in place, right? And you can... You, you can, you, you as as a vice principal of a school, um, you know, I'm sure you have policy in place for crazy things like this happen. But when you don't do it and you don't practice it as much, right? It takes some time for you to figure out what you're supposed to do, what's supposed to go on, right? I take it the same way in the military. Like you, you, you train for so many different stuff, and even though you train for so many different stuff, something weird happens. You're not, and you have to react, and it takes some time for you guys to figure it out. So I really don't blame the NFL for what was going on. That like people were complaining, it took them an hour to officially like call the game and say like we're not doing this. Uh, but I mean, it just takes some time. I'm sure they had to figure out, you know, other stuff. They had to call the networks, and they have to call, you know, call sponsors and stuff, and all that stuff to just let them know what is going on, what they're planning on doing, and stuff, and so. Um, I mean, all in all, the shitty deal. Um, if this is the thing, though, if you were a fan of that game, watching that game on TV, and then you know these things happen, like how do you, like how do we not ask ourselves more as just like people, like how much is this really worth it, and like what are we actually doing here, right? Because I think that that, like we're seeing this thing that can potentially like kill people. People are using their bodies in these right. like crazy ways getting hurt and like is this something that you want to have be this popular in like american culture which is also like too late right well here's what I, here's what i think uh and unfortunately like we american america is a violent violent <laughs> country and it is a violent culture right um you can uh, have shootings and and bombings and blood in movies, right? That's where I was thinking. You can have uh, 
shootings, right? And bombs and everything blowing up and this guy being killed and it could be rated a PG-13 movie, right? One nipple gets shown and oh crap, it's rated R. Uh, you can't watch it. Under 18, you shouldn't watch it, right? But violence is okay, right? And it's just it's kind of culture. And like you said, like we were both, we're both at fault, right? Because we are still watching this game. We know it's violent. It's, it's 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 crazy, but I don't I don't know. It, it's our culture. It's not good about our culture at all. Uh, but I don't see it changing. Yeah, I was, I was recently talking to a friend of mine, and I was saying how like yeah, this needs to move to like less and less. So eventually, right, you get to places of like it's like flag football. I think we also had somebody in our like fantasy chat bring that up yeah. too. And uh, this friend of mine was like, "Yo, Texas would never." And I was like, nah, Texas might. I was like, maybe if, like, some kids die on the field, that might be a thing that would have convinced them. And then we were both like, nope, even that would not no, be enough. it wouldn't at all. Which is Because kids have died to... on the field. Kids have died yeah. on the field for heat <laughs> exhaustion. Kids have died on the field. I remember there was a, a lightning strike that hit a football field and killed some kids. I mean, it's, I mean, kids have died on that field, um... And we just move on. And I mean, kids die in the classroom in Texas by shootings, and and Texas is not yeah. doing anything like that. Exactly, and that's why the not comes into place, right? It's like, no, there's already situ- other situations where like children die and unnecessarily, Bruh. and they still primo. To- totally off sports subject, but. The story, did you hear the story of the Virginia teacher who got shot by the six-year-old? No, I did not. Six-year-old kid brought a gun to school on Uh purpose, shot the teacher on purpose because she got mad at him the day before. There's a a little girl? The the teacher's a girl. Oh, I believe the kid. I believe the kid's a boy. I'm not. I would be shocked if it's a little girl, yeah. but that's why. I, but a six-year-old. My yeah, my son, also, my son just turned six. I can't fathom him. And it, and and the reports are like, it's obviously like his is not his first time dealing with a gun, right? Because he knew it was loaded. Of course, he knew. Of course. <laughs> yeah, no. For him to take it to school and use intentionally use it, right? Guns are normal. Right. right, but also layered because this also could be like violence against women is normal. <sighs> yeah, I saw that. I think that happened so, on Thursday or Friday, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like, my, like I said, my son Elijah is six. I can't fathom yeah. him holding a gun and using it to hurt. It's like uh, again, yeah. this this country is yeah. That, I mean, Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Went off the path there a little bit, but like, I was just <laughs> talking, like, I just, we had to have that conversation. Like, oh my did, God. Wait, did the, he killed the teacher? The teacher uh, survived? She's in, no, she's, she's still fighting for her life. Like, I think she's, yeah. yeah. Critical she's, condition? Yeah, she's in critical condition, still in the hospital, ICU, whatnot, fighting for her life. Shout out to her. She's only 25, 24 years old. Oh my God. I mean, teachers I don't know why need that's... raises. Give these teacher raises. And clearly bulletproof vests. <laughs> God. 
Um, yo, yeah. Anyway, like, sorry, change the subject. <laughs> um, let's get back to the more uh, regulated violence of the NFL. <laughs> All right, so I want to get into our NFL urine review. Probably the most disrespectful act that I've seen, borderline violent, is the benching of Derek Carr with two games left in the season. Clearly, he is out. He's gone. I don't I don't foresee how unless coach is gone. Right. And I don't know that as the ownership that you don't want to get rid of that coach at this point based on what you've seen. You went and got Devontae Adams. You hit the fucking lottery in free agency. And all of a sudden, not even a full season, and this thing is already a mess. Mm-hmm. Also, I will say, though, that Stidham has played fairly well. Mm-hmm. So unless they're trying to cut budget, I don't know what is going on. What does this mean for Derek Carr? I think Derek Carr, this means that... Um... I don't. I mean, he's got a lot. Of, uh, to me, he's he's going to be the number one free agent once he gets cut, right? He's going to be he's going to have Absolutely. his choice to where to go. Anybody looking for a QB, that is where they should look first. I'm more interested in the Raiders, but even when I've been thinking about this and what's going on now, Josh McDaniels, he coached where before the Raiders? Patriots. Patriots. He was an offensive coordinator of the Patriots. Who is their best quarterback of all time that he coached? Don't play with me. Don't tell I'm me ready. that you think. Tom Brady, Tom Brady is not going to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer next year, right? Tom Brady's going to leave Tampa Bay. He still wants right. to play, right? I believe that this is all just a fiasco to get Tom Brady, who was already, he was already supposed to come to the Raiders. He already wanted to come to the Raiders, right? That whole fiasco of when he was on. Derek Carr is that motherfucker? Yeah, Derek Carr is that motherfucker. Interesting. Right, that they okay. decided to stick with that motherfucker, right? And so, but that was <laughs> that was John Gruden who decided to stick with that motherfucker. Right. That right. wasn't this coaching staff. Yeah, right. no, this dude immediately. Yeah, so I, I truly believe that Tom Brady is going to be a Raider next year. That is the plan <laughs> all along. Um, I think Devontae will want to stay because of that. Of course. Right? And so, so but gonna get busy Renfro is definitely gonna get busy Waller I think Josh Jacob is gone though like I think he's no. like, he's he looked pissed uh the other night after he got interviewed he just looked pissed he didn't want to be oh. here anymore what did that seem like his interview it, and actually yeah we'll, we'll get into him soon but what, where, what did you see in that interview uh, just that, I mean, he just made comments about just the the franchise, and he was just over it, right? They were asking him already what his plans were, and it was actually before before the game on Saturday. So I think it was like a Thursday or Friday interview. They asked him, and he just looked done with this franchise, right? Like he's over it. And then, gotcha. and so I mean, this franchise has been a joke, man. Like uh, since since they got Mike Mayock uh, as a GM, like their draft picks have been horrible. They don't have a first or second round draft pick that is still on the team besides Josh Jacob, who's about to leave since 2017, I think is the last. And so a first or, every first, second round draft pick from 2018 uh, to now, the only one left on the team is Josh Jacobs, and he doesn't want to stay. Who is safe to say is the rushing champion, Josh Jacobs, on a contract year. Ready to make that money work? Is he still? Is he still? He didn't do. He very, was a 
168. He was up what? 168 yards ahead of the number two. He didn't do, he only had, what, 28, 30 yards this last game. So who, wait, who would that, who was at two? I know Henry was at Henry was at two and Chubb was three coming into this week. I thought Chubb was at two. And they were like maybe like 15 yards apart or something like that. I don't know. We're going to find out here soon. But in in that Raiders squad, right, more so with Derek Carr, where do you see Derek Carr possibly going? Who are like the – give me your top three teams that you think where he, he would end up. The top three teams it, I think uh, would be um, – I think the Jets are the number one team. Okay. I think Seattle. With those what they win that division. Yeah. Uh, no, like I no. They're they, no. Not with Buffalo there. If Tua can stay healthy, like Miami is still, like there's a big question mark in Miami. But Buffalo is still is still that yeah. that dude. But they make the playoffs, right? The Jets definitely make. The, I think make the playoffs with a Derek Carr led team. I think Seattle is another another one that he may want to go to. Right, I don't think Ooh. Geno Smith is gonna stay there. I think Geno Smith is gonna go somewhere else. And um, in Tennessee, Tennessee is gonna be another option. Ryan Tannehill, I don't believe is gonna be a tight next year either. Uh, yeah. So I think oh. Tennessee would be the third team to to round that out. All right, we got to talk about him in, in Titans talk. Now, yes. I, I want to move on quickly through the trash of the year. So the two so guys that I had on the was uh, Russell Wilson. Absolutely. Sum up Russell Wilson's year for me. Basura. Basura. Into- Is it all his fault in Denver? No. It's not all his fault, right? But... Okay. How yeah. much of it? Give me a percentage. Uh, I'm going to go 50-50. I'm going to go 50-50. Okay. Right? He, as bad as I thought you would agree with you. No, I think that, that coaching staff, Hackett, who got fired already 10 games in... Uh, uh, they were in the right fit, right? Him and uh, Hackett and 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 uh, Russell were just not a right fit. I think Russell, come, being a leader that he's he's supposed to come in as, uh, wasn't able. He can. I don't think that Russell is a leader that he thinks he is. Right? Is that because he's on a new team? And like he's like trying to use the same style, maybe the wrong guys, or do you think he's just not a leader at all? Yeah, I think that he's not a leader at all. Because if you if you hear you hear the uh, his teammates from Seattle, they don't seem to to be having his back, right? You have one to two. DK Metcalf has his back. He's come out. That's my quarterback. Jerry Judy actually came out a couple of days ago. Uh, in defense mm-hmm. of Russell. So there's a couple, right? But as far as the whole team, he just, uh, you know, he's fake. And that's, that's and you can be a leader and be and be fake. And be seen oh, as fake. Is he fake or is he corny? Because there's a big difference and yet the two can go together. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's, he's fake. I think he's, I think he's corny, right? But you can be a leader and be corny, right? If you just embrace... Embrace being corny, right? Like that's who this is who I am, and and you don't think he embraces that? No, I don't think I don't think he thinks he's corny. 
Really? Yeah. You don't think he's a little bit corny? Like, he, you, you really think he's just, like, so unaware that he doesn't realize that who he is and what he is is corny? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think he realizes he's corny. I think he thinks he's cool. Hey, I'm married to Sierra. Like, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm just that dude. And and you're not. Like, he's okay. Like, he's not. He's not that dude like that. Like, I, I would say, he, just because he's corny doesn't mean he can't be a leader, right? But my yes, experience I, in my experience right once you are acting a way that is different from from what you're seen as right you just can't be yeah 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 right like, you just can't be that like you can't be a locker room dude and like i'm here for the boys and i think that's the problem in seattle a lot was i'm here for the boys i'm here for this locker room but like he was like the number one guy with the GM, right? The GM guy. And he was the president guy. And he was, you know, you just can't be like that. And so. Um, now, do you think maybe some of that is coming from, like, the fact that when he goes to that team, when he gets drafted and goes and he's in Seattle, that that person is actually, that's the same energy that Pete Carroll brings. Now, granted, Pete Carroll's like a white man in his 60s, right? But is that. Russell Wilson just following the lead, or is that who Russell Wilson is? I think I think Russell Wilson became this, right? Because even even uh, Coach Carroll really didn't have his back, right? I would say even the last two years, um, they were having problems, and even after he left, like he's never really yeah. come out in defense of Russell Wilson. He's never like he's already. Uh, it, it came out of him, I believe, or definitely come out of Seattle, like the that one yard play that cost him the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um was I, I hearing the Richard Sherman uh arguments that like they babied him, coddled him, that right. they would like never be hard on him and uh and that they would like give all this like shit to the defense and like put them in bad spots if things didn't go well. Or they would turn them into like villains, not their own team, but like when they're when they were turned into villains, like nobody in the organization or coach like kind of came to their defense. Yes, yeah, so he, he became. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I think he became the spoiled brat, right? He became the spoiled brat, right. being coddled like that, and so the locker room doesn't like him. And then Coach Carroll is like, "Oh my God, what did we create here?" Yeah. Um, and then once you go to another organization. With the like, you you don't have any, you don't have any time in in Denver, right? So you can't come yeah. in like that, right? You can't come in. I'm the spoiled brat. This all revolves around me. You guys got to do what I do, right? That's not how that. That's not how that works when you go into a new organization like that. You got to earn it again, right? You have to go in there and re-earn it, like you had it for a little while there in Seattle. So can he repair what's happened this year? Yeah, absolutely. He can repair it. Like he can fix it. Um, Winning, like, fixes a lot of things, right? Yeah. If they can figure out a way to win. I still think, like, he he can be a top 15 yeah. type of quarterback in the right system if they figure. If Peyton, uh, which, which looks like Sean Payton is about to go there uh, within the next couple of days, I see Sean Payton going to Denver. One interesting take that I heard um, came from... Um, Former Jets coach Rex Ryan was that uh, that he doesn't expect Sean Payton to go there at all, 
because he doesn't believe that Sean Payne would want anything to do with a team that has no draft picks. And I thought that was really interesting, not because a coach, like any coach would do that, but because an experienced coach would do that, right? Like an experienced coach doesn't want to go through the process of having to like rely on the team that they got with no picks. Or like maybe a young coach is like, I'm just going to take this job because it's a head coaching job and I'm going to see what I can do with it. But aside from that, I feel like Russell Wilson's got to make these like relationships in the offseason because if he is this corny dude, he's got to make sure that he like, like what you said, which I thought was a great point, is that he's got to own the corniness and just be like, this is who I am. And this is, I'm your, I'm still your guy. So you got to, like, we got to figure out a middle ground to, like, you embrace some of this corniness. Or he's got to make these relationships where these guys, like, make it. Or he, he transforms himself into something that needs to fit the Denver organization. But I, I do want to move us to the second piece of trash in this, uh, in this thing is Deshaun Watson. How do we chalk up Deshaun Watson's season <laughs> with the Browns? Um, look, man, like he this uh, this dude, this sexual predator that is on the uh, the Cleveland Browns team. Uh, he ain't playing in two years, right? And so he has a lot of rust on him. The game is probably a lot different from when he played two years ago. Um, I hope he doesn't figure it out. I don't think he's going to figure it out. He he hasn't shown me anything that um, that says like he's going to turn this around, right? So uh, I hope that he uh, continues this tumble. I hope Cleveland Browns continue this tumble. I embrace every pain and suffering that the Cleveland Browns and this guy goes through. Um, so yeah, that's my thing. Okay. Enough said. Um, I want to go into guys that are like on the rise, right? Guys that we've seen emerge. Three guys that I got on our list. Um, Purdy in San Francisco, Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, i.e. and Geno Smith in Seattle. All right. What is, uh, where do you see Purdy going or where do you see him landing or being or what is his in his future if you're, uh, Broadcasting, not broadcasting, forecasting the future. Um, I Where think, do we next year? Yeah, I think uh, Purdy stays with 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 the Niners. I think depending on how this playoff goes, um, will he be fighting for a starting spot? But I still think I, I think Jimmy G's gone. Obviously, they've been trying to get rid of him for a while. Yep. So I think Jimmy Purdy's G's gone. I think uh, Purdy is going to battle with uh, what's the other guy's name. I already forgot. Trey Lance. Yeah, Trey Lance for uh, uh, for the starting job, and I think I, like I don't put it past Purdy of of taking this job. And and I Purdy to be the starter yeah. next year. Yeah, I mean, especially if they can get a run in this playoff, right? And which they yeah. the, this team can, right? This team not even really needing Purdy to do a lot, right? Exactly. And and in in a, a strictly like. Jimmy G type of way, right? Just don't ruin this game for us, and the rest of the team will do it. So, um, yeah, I think I think Purdy has a good chance of staying there. Uh, Geno Smith, I think he had a hell of a season. He's kind he kind of plateaued a little bit here at the end. He made uh, the Pro Bowl. He made the Pro Bowl. They are going now. The game just ended here. They are going to the playoffs. Pro right. Bowl, Pro Bowl placement and. A playoff burst. And a playoff burst. So, um, I don't think Seattle was really 
really expecting that from them. I think they they the plan going into the season was let's let's just get through the season and get a high draft pick, right? Because um, there's a lot of quarterbacks coming out in this in this league. The one that I'm really I don't know if I'm impressed by it, but uh, Trevor Lawrence looks good, man. Yeah, he looks he, good. he looks like the dude that they that I thought he was when he was getting drafted, right? Yeah. What a difference it makes when Urban Meyer is your coach. Yeah, exactly. He right. has to be the worst coach in the NFL history. <laughs> but you know, Trevor Lawrence, it looks like the real deal now. He's figuring it out, and I think that that was the, I think that that was my prediction at the end of last year. Was like he's gonna figure it out because even when you watch him make mistakes, even he is like. He's a polished quarterback. Like, he does everything the way it's supposed to be done. It's not just a matter of, like, finishing throws. But he can he can make all the throws. Um, and I think that he, you know, Jacksonville, we laughed at the fact they had Christian Kirk. I laughed at these different guys. But he's got these, like, quick receivers where he can he, – he makes me think of, like, almost like a Drew Brees. Like, you're going to put a bunch of guys around him. He's just going to, like, hit all these darts, right? Like, quick hits on all these receivers, and then these guys are just fast guys. Like They just need somebody to put the ball right on them because they're not great receivers, but they have a great quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, and he's going to take them pretty far. Yeah. I see you're about to cry. Move on to the next group that we were talking about, injuries for this year, um, major injuries, and I listed these guys because they are all black quarterbacks, which is always the most painful for me to see. Um but here's the list, and these are huge names: yeah. Kyler Murray, yeah, Lamar Jackson, yeah, Tua, yeah, Justin Fields, yeah, Murray leg injury, right? Is it his his thigh? What is it? On, no, he, on tore, the... he tore his ACL. Oh, I I'm completely out of that. So, <laughs> right, ACL injury. Right. Jackson's got an injury. Tua's got, I believe, the count, and probably there was more, but three concussions three that we got. concussions, yep. And we're not talking about, because I think we would be like, oh, man, that's crazy in a season. But they're not in a season. They're within, like, in a shorter like, right. span of game. Like right? six weeks, like, right? Week one, week 18. Yeah. These are in the middle. So this is, like, within three months, he's had three concussions. Yeah. And then you have Justin Fields, Right. Now, who do you see bouncing back? Who do you where do you see these guys next year? Right? Because I think this is the biggest question of like carousels and free agency. Who's back, who's not, and who's getting better, who's not? Um, I think man, I, I worry about two a lot. Like we we, yeah. we talk coming into the season like uh it was a, a put up or shut up type of season for, for two and I think he put like he put up he when he's in there and he's healthy, like that team yeah. can be a top five team in the league. Yep. Right. I believe they, you know, before the second, <laughs> for his second concussion, like he was undefeated as a starter. Right. And then they lost games. And then even the, the last game that he lost, like he didn't even, they didn't realize he had a concussion because he, until the next day, because he didn't remember doing any of those plays. Right. So yeah, like those yep. bad plays that he had done, like he was already concussed and he didn't realize that he did that. And so it's just, 
I don't know, man. I I feel bad for him. I I hope he really takes this off season to think about like, because once you get the the thing about concussions, right, is once you get that first one, like it's just easier and easier to get more and more and more. Yeah. And so like, you need time between those. Right. Right. Ooh, you know, I just thought about it. what if Derek Carr went to Miami? They decided Ooh, to cut oh, ties. No. Derek Carr with Tyree Kill. Burners. That, that I mean, they are the the other Kansas City Chiefs. Right. But we we let's not go there. Yeah, let's not, not go. go there. Anyways, um, where do you see Tua next year? I think Tua is still a Dolphin next year. Okay. But I mean, because he's still he's still he's still under contract, right? Unless they, unless he decides to retire, which I kind of hope he does. Right. Honestly, I just kind of hope he he retires and. And pulls the uh, what's what's the old dude from uh, the Colts that retired earlier? Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. He pulls all Andrew Luck and just, but I don't think he's gonna do that. I think he's gonna come back. Um, Lamar Jackson. I think he's gonna be, uh, still be Raven. I think they're just gonna franchise him and they st- as they still try to figure out this whole thing. Like it's it's a mess between those two. I don't think they're ready to part from him. I don't think he's really ready to part from them either. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. I think he wants to stay there. Um, and you know, I feel like it's harder when you make the playoffs. Yeah. Than if you didn't make the playoffs. If you didn't make the playoffs, season's over. You'd be like, "Fuck you." Yeah, yeah. And he's supposed Maybe. to come back. He's supposed to be ready for the playoffs. So we'll see next yeah. week uh, how he I does. Just... And uh, but the one that I'm encouraged by more is uh, what's his name from the the Bears. Justin Fields. Justin Fields. That dude. Talk about a jump from last year to this year. Yeah. Like last year was just trash. He we was he was the Russell Wilson last year, right? Just horrible. This year, man, he was just that dude. And uh I mean, shout out to Chicago. It's the rare team that is like now they have the number one pick because Houston messed up and won the game today. Like I, I hate that so much. I hate when teams do that. I mean, I hate. I like that it happened to Houston, but when you win your last game and you lose the number one pick because you wanted that good victory to go on, uh, but Chicago gets the first pick and they don't need a quarterback, right? That's that's yeah. so you can go get the best available person. You got something to build on. Uh, I had I would have hopes if I was Chicago Bear fan because you have that quarterback, you have that 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 dude that everybody else wants. And so, but I think on honestly, when you talk about injuries, I think Kyler Murray and the fiasco at Arizona. I mean, he he just tore his ACL, so you're looking at a year out. So he's going to miss most most of next season, right? I don't think uh, the 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 coach is back. Um, so I don't know that's a mess over there, but what I, what I would like to talk about is just the NFL in general. It just seems like injury has been high this year, just incredibly high. And you can see it on the field, bro. Like you can see it the last two weeks on the field, these games have been horrible. I can't really, I don't really know who's playing on what team. Like who is that dude? Who is that dude? Like so many backups in the game. What what part of the NFL system or like year do you think 
is if you were going to pick one to blame, put more of the blame on as to why these guys are getting injured. I'll, I'll give you some examples, and you obviously come up with your own. But like for example, they added the extra game, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that there's one buy in a season, which I think you could alleviate some of this if you added a buy, right? Mm-hmm. You can make the still be longer, which is good. That's what they want, right? You want right. more money. So extend the, the season and just add an extra buy. Football lasts longer. It's on TV longer. You might not have more games and ticket sales, but you got the TV contracts to make you a lot of money, right? Um, which also just extends the time. But I'm going to go with, for example, not having buys or the length of the season, adding the game. Thursday night football, right. which players – Um. I know you've talked about in earlier episodes of like the the lack of time training, right? right. And the like, decisions to not do hitting drills early on. So, which of these, or do you have something else that you think, or is it the protocols as well, like injury protocols? Yeah, I think honestly, I think it's all the above, right? And I've talked already. I think a, a big time is them not hitting at practice, right? And so your your body's your body's not callous. Um, they they've got to do something different at practice that gets these guys ready for stuff in the game. Um, and then we talked about the game. I think these games going overseas and coming back uh, mm-hmm. also in effect. Um, but um, and I think Zay brought it up when we were talking about Zay and uh, our fantasy chat brought it up is the rules right like. You don't, these defensive guys are, you know, they don't know how to hit. They don't know when to hit. They don't know, am I going to get fined if I'm going to do that? So it leaves them vulnerable. And it it leaves uh, Hamlin. Hamlin was vulnerable on that on that play um, He where, where he got tackled and got hit in the chest, right? If the other way, yeah. if, if it was the other way around and he hit that receiver like that in the chest, he would have been fined. He would have been, you know, maybe kicked out of the game or whatnot. Um, so I think that I think the NFL being overly safe. This is, this is the him. thing, though. I I, I hear you, right? Mm-hmm. But as an offensive player, I'm not saying that like obviously in those full moments where they're leading with their head. But as an offensive player. Are you really gonna have guys getting hit while they're running high? And like that's like you're never trained to do that as an offensive player, right? It's like actually like you're more prone to injury to take hits that way and not do that. So I'm I'm actually not like as upset about that like lack of fairness because I get it, right? But that that defensive part of the like game taken out is to to avoid targeting. Right, which is, is more about like spearing a guy, which we all know. Like if you've ever played in, in organized football, like somebody's done that to somebody or done it to you. I've gotten speared to the point where I was like, I hate this game. I don't want to play football. <laughs> right, but but it's you know I, I can't really be mad at like an offensive player doing that. And and I also give a shout out to Zay because Zay's the one that brought that up. But he he's a defensive back, right? Right. And so I understand why he was like, "Fuck that! It's not fair for defensive players." But, like, what are you supposed to do? Like, it, it really, like, you can't really take that away from offensive players. You can get guys hit in the chest or in the throat all the time if you do that. But I say that, yeah, but you took that away from defensive players, right? You're not, you're, you're, you, he, defensive players can't get in there like that, right? 
And so you've taken that away from defensive players, not taken it away from the offensive players. So it just, to me, all it says it shows me is that the NFL wants an offensive-led game. It wants points. Points equals, uh, you know, a more fun game. A more fun game equals more money. And so uh, we're going to do everything for uh, for the offense to stay healthy. And, you know, if the defense isn't healthy, oh, what? Because the names, the jerseys, honestly, the jerseys that are being sold are on the offensive side. Right. So we need to take care of the offensive side of the ball. And so I think, honestly, like I said, uh, to me personally, I think it's all the above. Right. First, it starts with money. Right. And. Uh, the greediness of the NFL and the owners of them uh, wanting this extra game, wanting these games overseas, wanting these games over here, over there, doing that. I mean, we had yeah. what? We had Saturday games. We have Sunday games. We got Thursday games. Uh, we got Sunday morning games if they're overseas, right? And uh, these players need their break. This isn't basketball. This isn't, you know, these players need their break. Uh, like you said, like I, I, I firmly believe that they, they do need an extra bye week. And it's just, yeah. The, 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 just the product on the field looks really, really bad. When it comes to like fifth, week 15 to, to yeah. now, like to the playoffs, it just looks really bad, bro. Because there's no, like so many people are hurt. Again, I hate to go back to that, but tights like beat another record right of like we had like 86 different players play this year last year we had 91 different players but but is that i'm gonna I'm end there on that part because we're gonna tear up the titans organization very soon <laughs> but is that a titans problem or an nfl problem when your team has that many like when you lead the league yeah that's a tight problem but <laughs> it's definitely so, so our last qb question before we move into to running backs and wide receivers, who to you is the NFL MVP? Because they only give it to quarterbacks, right. so we know a quarterback get it. Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs or Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles? Or do you have someone that I am leaving out that you believe should be the MVP candidate? Um, so I think that if you're if the most the best player in the game is Patrick Mahomes. Without a doubt, to me, like he is the best player in the game. Okay. Josh Allen maybe is second, um, but if you're looking for most valuable, you can see in these past two weeks what define most valuable. The most important person on the team that makes that team great, right? So if you take uh, take that person out, yeah, if you take that person out and and just I mean again credit to Patrick Mahomes because he's been playing all year, right? But you took Jalen Hurts out. Before Jalen Hurts got hurt, that team looked unstoppable. Eagles were like it, right? They're for sure going to the Super Bowl, whatnot. Jalen Hurts gets Jalen Hurts gets hurt, and that team looks very beatable. That team doesn't look dynamic. That team doesn't, you know, they love they lose to the Cowboys. Uh, who they lose to last week? Um, I don't. They lost somebody last week um, with. Uh, with what I believe it was it the Giants or the Commanders? Yeah, it's one of those teams. But they they yeah. lost back to back, and then he comes back this week, wins the game. Um, 
he just look to me the most valuable player would probably Jalen Hurts. The if they're just going with the best player, then I would if I had a vote, I would pick Patrick Mahomes. Okay. But I think Jalen Hurts is going to get it because they, he's shown that he's valuable to that team. Got it. I think you know, in going into that, I feel like. Because I always feel like the door should be open for new MVPs, right? Like guys who have already gotten that or that are like fully established, particularly guys that have already gotten it. It's like you got to leave it open to have different guys get that award unless that guy just goes like unless you're like in Steph Curry numbers, right? Um, But I feel like Jalen Hurts should get it. And yet. The thing that I'm still stuck with, and I, I mentioned this to you the other day, is that Patrick Mahomes' team got weaker in the offseason. And Jalen Hurts' team got much stronger in the offseason. So that makes me feel like, ooh, like you probably should get it, Jalen Hurts, because what your team is doing and then what you mentioned about when he's out, like how they look different. I also don't know that maybe that's just a backup quarterback problem. Um, right. But – I have to go with the fact that just like Patrick Mahomes had so much more doubt and I think also pressure because they had already been there and been and are the Kansas City Chiefs and they lose Tyree Kill and he still comes out. But also, is that just also like having Kelsey, right? But Patrick Mahomes does. Andy Reid. Andy Reid is a genius. Yeah, Andy, exactly. You have also better coaching, right? Right. Andy Reid. But this is where I guess it comes to. Can and I'm not talking about the the running, just strictly passing. Mm-hmm. Can Jalen Hurts do what Patrick Mahomes does? No, I don't think. No. Can Patrick Mahomes do what Jalen Hurts can do? I think so. Yeah, and that I think ultimately is like Patrick Mahomes should be this year's MVP. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now, running back drama. I'm going to start with this guy because you already kind of went into him, and I thought that was like great. Was Josh Jacobs? Mm-hmm. Who? Let me start really quick. I want to to like. Not kneel all the way to, but I do want to say that Josh Jacobs won me my fantasy football championship. Yes. The dude beast. He was my what was he fourth round draft pick. Mm. He had kept coming up for me. I realized that nobody wanted this dude, and the only thing that I really got to where I was like, no, I'm I'm gonna draft him, is that I was like, he's in a contract year. The Raiders didn't pick him up. They said we'll talk at the end of the year. This guy is about to go nuts. And right, and the because of Devonte Adams, he also had now a star receiver, right? So he could run. Josh Jacobs, you are the man. Now, <laughs> where do you see Josh Jacobs? Because I wasn't even thinking about this; it wasn't even on my radar that he would leave. And then you brought up that interview. Where do you think he ends up? Like, what are teams uh, where you he could land? Running back. Uh, Miami could use a running back, like that that type of running back. Um, You're right. He's from, just in case this helps, he's from Tulsa, Oklahoma. That is uh, amazing. Nobody wants to something that. Well, so one thing, because I also didn't understand this when we went to Tennessee and people were talking about the different teams that they root for. But the one thing that I saw, and I don't know how valid this is, but Kansas mm-hmm. Chiefs rumors. Do not let Josh Jacobs go no. to the cat. Not right. That's Durant to the Warriors. Yeah. That's Durant to the yeah, right. I don't think so. I don't think they would 
they would mess that up, right? They they don't really value a running back like that. They got uh, the primo. Uh, but he catches the ball. Isaiah Pacheco out there who's balling. Yeah. Right. I like him. I like him. Shout out to him. We gave him a grito when he got uh, when he got drafted. Um. So no, right. I think I think he, I, I I don't know why. Like maybe Buffalo. Right. If Yo, he, look. As this this dude's only twenty four. Josh yeah, Jacobs. Yeah. I thought twenty six, twenty seven. No, no. He's gonna hold. I, no, you what? know, I think I think Buffalo would, would really would really be good for him. That was over the top. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, it's, I don't know, Derek. What do you what do you think? And I don't want to get too much intensity time talk, but uh, Derek Henry season this year, like, is he he's still a top tier running back, or is he? Yeah. Yes. 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 He didn't lose the step. I know. You're unsure. You felt like I think you at one point you said you felt like he looks a little slower, lost his step. I think that this season goes to show, particularly well, what you mentioned earlier about how terrible their offensive line is. Yeah. The if his offensive line is this terrible, right? Right. As we know that it is. Right. He also missed. Did he miss two games or one game? He missed that Cowboy game, which right. is fucking breaking. Yeah. But I. But then also like. Yeah, I think he missed two games this year. He missed two games. Still is top three, either second or third yeah. in rushing in the, and he's now developed a little screen game that we can use. Yeah, at least twice. that's what I was gonna say. Like his right? his passing game has got and then no, yeah, bro, his passing game has gotten better. It, it, even if he lost some, uh, let's say you're right, and he's lost a step a little bit, a, lo- a little bit of speed, and he's still this good, bro. Like no way. He just also let me also damn. See, this is what you did. You opened, but he didn't. He just break the all-time Oilers slash Titan rushing uh, record. No, all-purpose record. I don't think the he has a rushing record yet. I think he'll get that next year. But he, he I think he's got the all-purpose. All-purpose. He don't even catch the ball till this year. Yeah, that's what I know. But he doesn't have the he doesn't have the record yet. He just passed. Uh, he did just pass Eddie George. But I don't think he's up to uh, Earl Campbell. You got to still talk about got it, Campbell. So all that to say, he's back. Yeah. Okay. And reflection of that, I will also say, and you can correct me if you think that I'm wrong. Okay. But Christian McCaffrey is back. Oh, that and dude he is, is perfect situation. Fuck. Yeah. Yo, yo, that that trade now, right? It was already insane then, mm-hmm. but the way that it's played out is way better than I ever expected. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To, to me, I thought, I, I honestly, I thought, um, well, they're, you know, they're taking a chance of getting McCaffrey. Right. Yep. And it was just Dude. like, well, what do we got to lose? Right. Yeah. Um, but man, that has worked out. It has rejuvenated his. Yep. His, I think, you know, uh, next year, no doubt he's the number one pick for fantasy leagues. Right. And he's just, yeah. he's just that dude, man. And I, I don't know why, like, to me, I, and maybe, maybe. It's because he's just a little white boy that I just never see him like like that, right? Like being the best running back no, in the game. And he, I is, just always, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's. But yeah, he is that dude, man. And he, he can he can run it. He definitely can catch it. He's the best running back at uh, as far as catching wise out of yeah in the yes. league. Yeah, so he's legit. So I, I would definitely I would say McCaffrey is the number one running back in the league. 
also let me say Elijah Mitchell is their backup now. Oh, no. Right? Yeah. He I mean, they're loaded over there in San Francisco. Well, yeah, all right, Primo. Is there anything else you want to bring up as far as the NFL season as it wraps up today? I, I wanted to bring up just receivers, three names, oh. two words mm-hmm. each, mm-hmm. or you can use a sentence for each of these guys. Okay. All right, I'm the first guy. You ready for this receiver? Gotcha. One sentence on this guy's season and possible future. Okay. Devontae Adams. Best season that he's had under and under the radar, right? I think he's had this may be his best season, and just because the Raiders have had so much problems, like I think people are sleeping on him and 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 think that he's had a fallback. But if you actually look at the numbers and look look at his play, that's more than a sentence. But yeah, he's definitely under. I would say under the radar. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, so he broke Tim Brown's single-season receiving record mm-hmm. in his first year. And based on what you just said earlier, if he went from Aaron Rodgers to having this type of year in one season with Derek Carr and is about to get Tom Brady, yes, sir. the sky is the limit for Devontae Adams. Yes, sir. Guy number two, okay, A.J. Got? Brown. A.J. Brown. I miss you. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> come, yes. Come back, please. <laughs> I think my one thing is he immediately made them contenders. He looks like a beast in their uniform, and I hope he never wins anything in his life. <laughs> How dare yeah. you leave us? You How dare what? you? Here's what I would say, though. Ex. Here's what I say. I think he's implemented put a stamp on being a top five receiver in the league oh absolutely right like he's put that stamp this year and I, and maybe just moving markets because i thought i me and you probably thought that last yeah. year right but it was a small market going to philly i think everybody else now realizes this dude yeah, is a top exactly. five receiver in the league yeah yeah he also i'll say makes everybody around him better he makes devonta smith look way yeah. better than he is Devonta smith just got an extra year of cushion to like grow as a receiver right and that's gonna make him a beast next year guy number three okay last thing we close out in this this session of this episode is justin jefferson the best wide receiver in football and it's not even close right it's not even close like he does it all he does it all he run any route you want to run a screen you want to go deep you want to play high ball? I mean, it's not. Even, I thought Jamar Chase, and maybe Jamar Chase will will be get closer next year. We'll get closer next year. He, he, Jamar Chase spent a lot of time on on uh, an injury, but yeah, this year to me is just put a stamp on. He is the best wide receiver in the game. Um, and these other guys, they're not close, and they're great. We talked Devonta Adams. We talked AJ Brown. Uh, Devontae Smith and you know Jamar Chase, um, but these guys aren't close to him. Yeah, he also just topped the Minnesota Viking all. Yeah. And who does he, he pass? Who, exactly, who did he pass? Randy Moss. Say his name. 
Exactly. If you beat Randy Moss in anything, right. you are a monster. This kid is a monster. Yeah. That's what I think. That's my sentence on Justin Jefferson is a monster. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Primo, that wraps up this segment on the 2022-2023 NFL season. Um, stay tuned as we talk Titans talk on our next segment. Bring out the handkerchiefs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God.